Smith's Falls. Welcome to episode seven of season two of Smith's Falls On, the podcast where we get to know the people of Smith's Falls. Now, the last couple episodes were a little bit different. We got to know our political candidates, but we are in a return to form here because I finally pinned down uh, a guest I've been trying to talk to for a while, Heather Curry. Heather has been a pillar of our community for the last 25 years. She has worked at La Boat. She has worked at the Smith Falls Chamber of Commerce all over the place. You'll hear all about her old jobs. Her current job is actually not in Smith Falls. It is over just hop, skip, and a jump over in Kentville. She is the tourism coordinator for North Grenville. And you can find out more about everything she's got going on there at explorenorthgrenville.ca. She may be working out of town right now, but she is still very much a pillar of our community and a longtime resident and a great person to talk to. Her and I actually went to this event over at the train museum together and then headed over back to the studio to, re- to record a podcast. So let's have a listen to my chat with Heather Curry. But first, a little word about our sponsors. We have three season sponsors for the show, folks. Without them, this show would not be able to happen. Not only this show, I will add, but our end of the year Christmas show featuring Amber McLean, the Amber McLean Christmas concert at the Station Theater. Tickets are on sale now, folks. Just go to Eventbrite, search up Amber McLean, that's A-M-B-R-E McLean, or even just search Smith Falls on Eventbrite. Look for December. It'll come up. There's two shows. Two shows, folks. Two chances to see it. The 16th and the 17th. That's a Friday and Saturday, December 16th and 17th. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. And sponsoring this podcast and that Christmas show all in one are our three season sponsors. We have Howard, Kelford, and Dubois. They are Smith's Falls lawyers to go see for any of your legal needs. You can check them out at valleylaw.ca. And second sponsor, Say to Say to Bakery. Go over there, get some yummy, yummy stuff. They just released their new holiday guide menu for all the new foods they're doing, always changing it up. And they got scone mix now, folks. Those scones that you love to buy and eat from the bakery, you can take them home and make them yourself. Go check them out. Say2Bakery.com, right down on Beckwith Street in the, in the Hotel Rideau. And last but not least, Andrus, your independent grocer. Get your groceries, folks. They feed the town. I buy my groceries there. You should too. Thanks to all our sponsors. And without any further ado, here is my talk with Heather Curry. So how'd you like that event tonight? That was good. Yeah, you have fun? Yeah, it was nice to go out and see people again, right? Mm-hmm. There uh, weren't as many people there as I thought there might be, but it wasn't a very large space. Yeah, I got there a little late. Did I miss anything good? No, we were all just getting drinks at that point. Yeah. The food was good. Who did the food tonight? Do you know? Two guys for lunch did. Ah. James and Luke, they rock. I order from them every Friday night. Yeah, that was really good food. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really yeah. like that... Uh, was it like a pate up top? Or yeah, I don't know what kind. Or Something like that. It was delicious. It's very, uh, tasted whipped. It did. Or felt, felt whipped, I guess. It's more of a texture than a taste. Fair. Yep. Yeah. I put a bunch of cheese on top of it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't try any of the cheese tonight. I missed out on the cheese. But it looked good. Very tiny little cubes. I sat at a table all by myself, so I got the entire platter 
for oh, me. Excellent. Had some of everything. I stood a while beside like a platter that was like back that looked like it was spare and I killed most of that platter. Mm. My mother-in-law was saving me dinner at home and that's going to go and eat because I'm very full from all those hors d'oeuvres. I went starving. So that was my issue. Yeah, yeah. So you're on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're rolling. We've been rolling for a couple minutes. Yeah. I've seen you do this before I knew. You've seen me. Heard it? Yeah, you've heard me. You've on heard my, me. On my Spotify. Yeah, you know this stuff. You know how it goes. So for all these, for all of yous wondering what we were talking about, all this food, we just got back from the RMEO. The Railway Museum of Eastern Ontario. Eastern Ontario. Ontario is a big province. Whole eastern side of it. We've, we've got the museum. That's right. Right here in Smith Falls. It's pretty special. It's pretty cool. It's actually one of the first places I got familiar with when I came into town because I got hired to do sound for the big uh, biker event that they held there. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. The, what did they call that again? The Rito Rendezvous. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I feel like I, I, I heard that it wasn't the, the most well-received by the... Uh, by the town? By by certain people in the town? I don't know. I don't know. Stigma about bikers, I suppose. They all seem pretty nice to me. Events are fun, and bringing people in from outside is a good thing. I know that it was packed, and they spent a lot of money. Yeah. See, that's what you want. That's the last time they were here. I think they moved it somewhere else after that. If it, I don't even know if that event still happens at all. I think we had a pandemic. After, yeah, after COVID. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that some of our events are coming back, though. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I, I mean, I feel like this summer... There was some good stuff, but a lot of it was so thrown together. Yeah. Good events take, they got to be planned like a year in advance. Yes. And I think for, I think it takes a lot of volunteers and Mm -hmm. a lot of people Mm -hmm. after COVID just kind of said, I know I was one of them just like, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to just do a lot of outdoor work again. You know, I just kind of work, work on myself, work on my own house, you know. Yeah. It's a big change. Everybody's so sort of forced into a state of internalization. You know, it's like that, uh. It's like Brooks. You remember Brooks? No. From the Shawshank Redemption? Oh, it's been so He's many institutionalized. years. institutionalized. I'm not crazy. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He should want to leave, but he doesn't want to. He's Right. He's comfortable in his little hell. Yeah. Hell of a cell. Yes, I'm comfortable in my little hell of a cell of my it's home. It's cozy sometimes. Eh? Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. But then when I go out to an event, I'm so happy to be there. Yeah, I so, hear you. I'm so here. I should probably get off my butt and yeah. help. I'm one of those extroverted introverts myself. Me too. Yeah. Takes uh, takes some serious motivation. But once I'm there... Super fun. Yeah. So how long have you been in town, Heather? Uh, I think probably about 25 years now. 25 years. Yeah. Heather Curry. Correct. Curry. Not Curie. No. Nope. Curry. It's Curry. Curry. Yeah. Some people know me as Heather Curry Whiting. Right. I think now I knew I think I knew of you on Facebook as right. Cur- Curry right. Whiting. Now we're, now we're in Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Down to one. Yeah. Nice. Simplified. Yeah. Yeah. I like awesome. it. Awesome. Twenty five years. What brought you to Smith Falls then? Twenty five years well, ago. Well, I say that I came with a five year plan and that was twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. I was working in downtown Ottawa in high tech yeah. with uh, mm-hmm. some lads that were coming in from Smith Falls. Mm-hmm. And then it was the high tech. Things were falling. At one point, my entire division was fired, but me, you know, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was, it was a tough road. Yeah. The so dot com bubble. The dot com bubble was yeah. busting. Yeah. 
Um, and then they just kept keeping me, and it's just torture when everything, you know. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> I've been. I've been like me. one of the last survivors. Of, yeah. Of, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so those lads opened up their own company out here. Okay. And said, you know, come on out, we'll all get rich. They got rich, um, and I figured it was all right to come out here because I grew up on an island every August just past Cerrito Ferry. Okay. So we went to the Hershey factories yeah, a couple, yeah, a couple yeah. times a year. And so I knew Smith Falls. I thought, okay, I'm comfortable to go out there for about five years or so. Yeah. But then, uh, then I stayed. So what, what made you stay? Oh, well, I think, uh, I had kids and it was a nice place to have kids and it was yeah. quiet and I enjoyed my job and yeah, it was good community, lots of fun events. Yeah. Kids, eh? I knew you had one kid cause I know Zach, he comes in, he's, I've seen him come in to this very building for drum lessons. Yeah, for sure. So you got more than one. Yeah, I've got two. two I've got kids. Uh, Jacob and Zachary. Jacob and Zach. So Jacob's older or younger? Yeah, he's older. He's out in Kingston right now. Okay. He's at uh, St. Lawrence taking yeah. electrical engineering. Awesome. And being a barista. Cool. Yeah, he's got a new girlfriend actually. I just met her at Thanksgiving. She's from Cuba. It's the wildest thing. She had to go to, so she's a landed resident or she's a some sort of resident. Yeah. But she, in order to get here, we don't have a consulate in Cuba. So she had to go to Russia by herself for like a month or something just to get her papers. Not recently, I hope. Yeah. She well, went no, to Russia no, recently? No, no, no. It was right, right before, right, okay. bef- right before yeah, the invasion. Good, good. Um, And then got her papers and then, and then came here. But I think she's only been here since January. Okay. So, yeah. Like, but you like her? I like her a lot. She's yeah, she was, real, she was cool. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty cool. But it's neat because, you know, she's in business. But she doesn't understand the free market system. Like she's learning as fast mm. as she can, right? It's wild. Yeah. Too but, used to communism. Yes, very much communism. So she's going to bring him there for two weeks around Christmas time. I'm like, that'll be eye opening. And she said, be, be, expect to lose some weight, man, because yeah. we don't have the food there we have here. Right. You yeah. ever been to Cuba? I have not. I've never been to Cuba either. No. And I, I mean, they won't be on a resort. They're going to be, right. you know, the real Cuba. Living real lives out there. Yeah. Are they all, like allowed to own property there? She says her, her brother owns his house, but she said something like, when you buy your house, you don't have a mortgage and stuff. So I don't totally understand it. I'm interested in learning more, actually. Different world. Yeah. Totally different world. Somebody out there is laughing at me because I'm so ignorant, but they Yeah, know. me too. Yeah. I mean, all I can do is ask questions, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So 25 years. So you did some high tech. Yeah. And then what'd you, what'd you do from there? And then the economic downturn was starting. And the high tech I was doing out here was for the automotive aftermarket. So the automotive industry, if you remember, went earlier than the whole rest of the economy. Okay. So they wanted me to become like a hard salesperson. And in the automotive industry, when you're like a hard, like you're talking to good old boys down in the States and you're whining and dining them and bringing them to Vegas. And I'm like, that's, that's just not me. I can't, nobody's going to buy anything from me. Those big old boys, you know? So I went back to school at that point. I went to uh, Algonquin for two years for public relations. Okay. So I was already doing like communications yeah, and yeah. websites and stuff. So, yeah. uh, so that's, you know, working with the media and taking photos mm-hmm. and building stories and working with people. A lot of, lot of people relationships. A lot of people relationships. So, so I'll tell you one thing about public relations. Everybody always says that you're a spin doctor. You're always spinning for your client, but yeah. that's not what it's supposed to be. What it's supposed to be is listening. You're listening to what the people want you're listening to what your client wants and you're looking for a, a win-win solution for both. Right. Just saying, we're not the spin doctors you think we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I went to Interval House. Nope, I did not. I went to uh, 
the Chamber of Commerce in Carlton Place, and I was their tourism coordinator for a little while. Okay. And then I worked for the Hospital Foundation here for a microsecond. Yeah. And then I went to Interval House for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was the volunteer coordinator and the fundraising coordinator for Interval House. Great organization. If you need anybody, give them a call. And then after that, I got cancer. And I was out for a little while. Okay. And then after that, I went to the Chamber of Commerce in Miss Falls. And then to Laboat. And now I am the tourism coordinator for North Renville, Kempville. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I'm staying there for a while because yeah. that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm old. So, I mean, yeah. sometimes you have a lot of a lot of jobs. That was a lot of years with all those jobs. Is that typical in the PR to jump every few years? I feel like maybe it is. No, I think it was no? part of the economic downturn, honestly. Okay. Like, I really do. Like, yes and no. I think we're creative people and we're always looking for new challenges mm-hmm. and new things to, to discover and, and new projects to work on. But at the same time, I was only finding contract jobs right yeah. no benefits no it was it was tough out mm-hmm. here i mean there were some choices made though like i mean i could have driven into the city every day right and probably had something a little bit more lucrative and but then you're you know you're an hour and a half on the queen's way yeah. each way and it's just you're not seeing your kids you're not getting them to scouts you know so so yeah i just uh did that for several years when i moved to town you were with Laboat. yeah that was fun that's been a big thing for this town yeah What's your insight there? Like, I've been on the boat. Mm-hmm. I know that this is like their first North American installation. That's right. Yeah, they're all through Europe. They've been in Europe for over fifty years. Yeah, that's 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 the crazy thing. I mean, yeah. it just seems like this sort of like new operation that popped up in town, but they've got a lot of history behind them. Totally. And the thing is, the reason like they do all inland waterways, so so canals and yeah. rivers and whatnot. They don't do anything big, big water, and they're all just saturated there in Europe. Like they're they're not the only company on these and there's a billion of them and there's just no more room for any more boats. So they Mm -hmm. had to look outside of Europe for other destinations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and they're already on the Caledonian, which is the sister canal of the Rito. Like it's actually, I didn't know they had expanded yet beyond. Well, the Caledonian is in, um, Scotland. So, so so they're already, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I got like Caledonia, Southern Ontario in my head. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So they're already in Scotland, right. which is our sister canal, which is kind of cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. They look similar and they yeah, got yeah. A, kind of a vibe. Yeah. So then they came here for that and they're still looking to expand. Like, I guess, the, you know, it's a lucrative business. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool business. Mm-hmm. In Europe, it's a thing. Like, people know about it. But in North America, people just didn't know it was a thing, right? Like, people will jump from country to country in Europe for the weekend, Yeah. hit a boat. It's a cheap and easy way to travel. You've got your accommodations your travel and your kitchen all in one spot Mm -hmm. and you get to go from place to place like what's better so the biggest issue here was just even letting people know that it was an option yeah and then i think the pandemic like really helped them with that because now Mm -hmm. billions of canadians came out who didn't even know we existed or they existed before yeah 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 i I mean i went on one during covid did you like it oh i loved it yeah it was great I think the one thing that was perhaps most surprising to me as an Ontarian was that I didn't need a boating license for this big boat. I sometimes wonder how much that holds them back. I mean, they communicate it well, but I wonder if they could like shout it from the mountaintops yeah. a little more be like, you don't need to know how to drive a boat. Like we'll teach you. Yeah. And it's super easy because they had like thrusters. I felt like I was on like a starship or something with all these thrusters. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy to drive. It's pretty easy to drive. Uh, Transport Canada requires a proof of competency your yeah. boater's license is one proof of competency right 
The certificate that Laboat gives you after they've trained you is another proof of competency, which right. satisfies Transport Canada. I argue that I came to Laboat with a with a boater's license because, again, I had that cottage on the Rideau. Right. I didn't know how to drive that big boat and nobody trained me ever. Like I literally just walked in from just being around boats, wrote yeah. the test. They gave me a card, you know. So the boat is actually training a lot of people with boat, like better than the people that have boater licenses. Well, in their best interest, I suppose, to not have their boats crashed. Fair. Yeah. They only go 10 kilometers an yeah, hour. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, hard. It'd be hard. Yeah. I kept thinking like these boats must go faster if you let them. They're governed somehow. They're throttled down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're throttled down for sure. Because yeah. those engines could do more, I think. Yeah, I know that uh, one time uh, Jason came out and helped me <laughs> tweak something for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's all you need. All you need. You got you got cruising speed. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the whole point is just to relax and unwind. Like, mm -hmm. keeping in mind, they started in, like, France, right? So you're in the south of France. You're just putting along the waterway, looking at the French countryside. What more can you need there? You can drink a bottle, like you can have a glass of wine and yeah. cheese up on the deck while you yeah. drive, right? Are you not allowed to do that on the boat? Well, you can have cheese, oh, but you're not. Like maybe I had some wine. Oh, don't. Or maybe anybody. I didn't. No, that must have been non-alcoholic wine. No, that's right. Yeah. And now you're in Kempville. I am. It's great. Kempville. What are you doing in Kempville? I'm the tourism coordinator. Come and see us. We have great restaurants and shopping and a zoo. I should come check out Kempville. I used to go to Kempville here and there when I was a little kid because my parents, not my parents, my grandparents rather, had a farm just outside Kempville. Of course, this was in like the early 90s. And that was a very different Kempville yes. in the early 90s compared to now. Yeah, everything's growing now. It's crazy. Yeah. Growing here, growing there. It's, it, that's actually one of the highest or fastest growing communities in, in Eastern Ontario for sure. Yeah. We looked at Kempville when we were house shopping. We, we looked at Kempville mm -hmm. very briefly and we we're like, we're going to look elsewhere because it was already outside of our budget at the time. Right. Yeah. I toured Equinel for the first time. I shouldn't say it was the first time, but yes, I've been there about a year, but I hadn't seen Equinel yet. It's been a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, that place is fancy. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. It's pretty in there. Yeah, and the, the golf course is just pristine, and the we had dinner like in the in the golf. Um, what do you call that? A lodge, right? Um, yeah, it was the real, clubhouse. The clubhouse. Yeah, yeah like real, nice people, but holy cow, that place is fancy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out Kempville more. So, what's? I mean, you've mentioned a couple things. But yeah. What do I need to if I'm planning a, a jam packed day in Kempville because it's what it's what how long does it take you to Kempville you commute there what's 30 the minutes 30 minutes 30 yeah. minutes usually it takes me 40 but I think I think I'm slow I've been to two places three places in Kempville the McDonald's the guitar store oh it's a great guitar it's store. an amazing guitar it sure store. is I went acts. in there expecting to just drop a guitar off for repair and I didn't leave for an hour right that's one of the I've been in a lot of guitar stores man that's one of the best guitar stores I've ever seen yeah. in my life it's that, crazy that gentleman was one of the people that started Kempville Live yeah he, he knows what he's doing yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. still in charge I'll tell you what I was at Blue, uh, Blues Fest this mm -hmm. year yep and then right after I went to Campbell Live, and he's in charge of the sound yeah. uh, and lights. Um, and the sound at Campbell Live was way better mm. than it was at Blues Fest. Like we were all talking about how 
crappy the sound was at Blues Fest, but the sound at Camp Alive was so good comparatively. Interesting. And so good anyway, yeah. I'll have to talk to my friends about that. I know the people who run the sound yeah. at Blues Fest. Yeah, I saw um, Tom Cochran and uh, I saw Bachman Cummings. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. I love Tom Cochran. Yeah. I saw Tom Cochran play, I went to, it was probably about six or seven years ago. He played a private event for the 40th anniversary of Tim Hortons. Oh, wow. It was on Toronto Island. They like rented Toronto Island. Amazing. I guess Tim Hortons. Like that giant park? Tim Hortons. Yeah, the giant park. Yeah. They rented out that whole park. Awesome. And threw a big like festival style show just for like Tim Hortons franchise owners. No way. And me. Because yeah. I, I, I was working for the sound company that, that threw the show. Right. You took the ferry over. Yeah. And we watched... Actually, no, I didn't take the ferry over. I took a water taxi over. Ah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Because we were crew and needed to get there at a very specific schedule. But uh, yeah, it was uh, Tom Crockins great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked Tom Cochran, but I think he had sort of faded into the back of my head for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh yeah, cool. Tom Cochran. I, you know, he'll play Life is a Highway. It'll be great. And then he just start, started busting out like all these other hits that I forgot that I love. The yeah. Boy Inside the Man. and A billion and of them. Yeah. Just so every song I was like, oh, I know that one too. I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, right. That one. And he sounds good. Put on a great show. Yeah. Put on a great show. Yeah. My friend's dad is his guitar tech. Mm. So I got to, uh, I didn't get to go backstage. It was, they're still very covid and I'm not a backstage type of girl. I don't. I don't love meeting celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to say about them. Meet and greets are crazy. Yeah. Um, so I uh, so I asked her dad to bring back my albums, and he brought them back signed. I always get everybody who signs some, an album for me to say, uh, keep on spinning. Nice. So they all okay, say, keep nice. on spinning. Is that like you got like a collection of signed albums then? They all, yeah, and they all say, keep on spinning. Some of them are people that come to town here, and I'm buying their albums to, to um, support them and whatnot. Yeah. I don't have any signed records. None? None. Oh, none. okay. You know what I have? I have a signed photograph of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, like from wrestling? Yeah, yeah the wrestler. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I was like 10 years old. We had like framed signed pictures of like, pinhead and stuff we had, oh yeah yeah i don't know if you got them i don't know where you got them but all the all a, these all these macabre and, I know and there's a new pinhead i saw that yeah a woman pinhead mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing yeah. that it's changing everybody around rupaul's drag race came out with a couple of pinhead uh oh yeah yeah and and i think uh people picked up on that nice mm-hmm. nice yeah tom cochran's great who else did i see that i saw johnny reed that day oh yeah okay I saw johnny reed and i talked a lot with his I think it was a guitar player at the time. And he was some guy from Nashville. Nice. I got chatting with him. And he was the dude who wrote, I Hope You Dance. Do you know that song? No. Country song. No. My wife loves that song. She covers that song. Okay. This guy wrote that song. So I got to shake his hand. That is cool. cool. Yeah. Johnny Reed was all right too. Yeah. I think he played Camp Alive too, didn't he? I think he Probably. Did. I think he did. Sound, he seems like the type of artist who would play a festival like that. He's a good singer. Yeah. He's Scottish. It's like they have built-in DSers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they say their S's like you know all Sean Connery style. Sounds yeah. great on the mic. Doesn't have those sibilants at all. Shush, shush. Nice. Oh yeah, that was very warm and soft. Yeah. Yeah. Kempville Live. Is that happening again? Oh yeah. You must know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what's? I don't know who's coming up. Like they just they just had the last one. Yeah. Well, so so they did have one this past summer. They had one. Yeah. Yeah. And who? And Tom Cochran. Oh, you're right. right, Bachman Cummings. Yeah. Okay. That was okay. I didn't know if you were talking about like over the past few years or like this past one. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I'm Fair enough. Loud Gla- and clear. I think they had glass tiger. Glass tiger. Yeah. I didn't know they were still around. People enjoyed that. Have one. they been? Ar- have they been around nonstop, or did they like recently do a comeback or something? I don't know. Aren't they from BC? I think they're from BC. I know they're Canadian. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. So, I, might, I might be thinking of Loverboy. So Kempville. Okay. So one thing that's there that's that you should come and see is because um, you've got your great dog. Mm-hmm. We've got Ferguson Forest, which is right in town. Like it's and it's this I don't know, I can't remember how many, like eleven 1, hundred acres or something yeah. of um of forest. Nice. So so they've carved out some of the forest and made a dog park. Awesome. So you got you know, you got this giant dog park like in the trees mm-hmm. and they've got this eighteen hole disc golf course, which people are traveling from all over. Big, big tournaments coming in from Ottawa mm-hmm. and other places to do disc golf tournaments uh it's got an arboretum it's got like a little hill that the kids slide on in the winter time in the winter time they groom this group of volunteers groom this huge um multi-use um track so you can you can um cross-country ski or snowshoe or walk along it as long as you're not walking on each other's tracks you know what i mean like stay in your lane yeah stay in your lane but i mean all of that's really Really great stuff, you know, right in town, right in the trees. And, and it's uh, right on the Kempville Creek. So there's a kayak launch there and picnic areas. And nice. Yeah. And that's just like some of the trails. Like there's a rail trail that goes through too. And then there's the trails on the Kempville campus. Like, yeah, it's pretty great for um, for outdoorsy stuff. I'm going to do it. I'm going to check it out. All right. I, uh, I've got my, a visitor guide. I'll, I'll give it to you. My doctor's office is in Kempville. Oh. That's the only reason I ever go. You didn't spend any other days. time than that. You should go down. There's a smokehouse, so you got to go downtown and go mm-hmm. to the go to the uh, Hyde Smokehouse and yep. get some great meat. What's the hip joint? What's the hip joint to go to in Kentville? Well, I'd say Hyde Smokehouse or possibly uh, Salamanders. There is a Riley's Pub. No, it's O'Heafy's. Oh my God, I'm O'Heafy's. so embarrassed. Okay. Yeah, it's O'Heafy's. O'Reilly's is closed. Full of squirrels. Yeah, they just closed. Eh? Full of squirrels, apparently. Did you see that? I didn't see that. There's, no. There was a post that said, we know that there's squirrels all in there. Don't worry. They can get in and out. We haven't trapped them in the, Interesting. <laughs> in the closed. Thing. Yeah, I saw their announcement about closing and it was just, they were like, yeah, we're closing, but we're going to come back with something new and awesome. So mm. I don't know if they're just like. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see the I just need to hit the reset part. button or. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. It's, very it's a crypt- great location. Very I know a lot of people that were really sad. They had their first jobs there, and they, you know, they loved it. All right, leaves. Amber used to play shows there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she was. Um, like we used to live in southern Ontario, and when we came up, when she would come up touring through this area, she would stop in Perth and she would play at O'Reilly, O'Reilly's because right. they were they were pretty friendly to the to the singer songwriter types. So she played there a few times over the years. I remember them having a pretty good burger. My. Um, my uncle lives in Perth. Oh, okay. He was the building inspector in Perth for like a couple decades. Mm. So everybody in Perth knows him. Nice. And then my grandma lives in Perth. Oh, that's just, good. She just turned 95. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Old people love Perth. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So are we going to lose you to Kempville or what? You sticking around here or? I haven't decided yet. We'll see. It's you thinking little... about leaving? Well. You're going to leave us, Heather? I don't want to. I'm just to. getting to know you. We'll right see now. how this election goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Elect. Well, let's talk about the election. No, let's no, not. no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. This when's it end? It's it's the twenty fourth. Monday. Monday. But uh, election issues. Everybody's talking about this bridge. Oh, the bridge. What do you think about this bridge, Heather? 
give me a realistic take. You weren't born here. You're not one of the boomers all attached to the bridge because they used to walk across it when they were six. Well, I mentioned the bridge in the uh, in the documentary, though. So I, t- I talked about yeah. uh, how it was one of my favorite things was that it was a one-person bridge and you, you waved at the person that waited for you right, before right, you came yeah. across. Um, I used that bridge a lot mm-hmm. because I live in this neighborhood, right? Yeah. So it really was just getting me to my home. Yeah. Um, Does it take you that much longer to get home without it? It doesn't, no. And uh, and I'm not even sure that it needs a walking bridge just because we've got the we've got the weir right there. Yeah, there's a footpath <laughs> on the weir. Walk across. Uh, I do think that we need a lot more signage and a clear path into downtown for the boaters. Mm-hmm. You know, welcome boaters in French and English. Come spend your money. Come spend your money this way. Yeah. I'd like that. And if that if if a, a footbridge or an attractive way across mm-hmm. is conducive to that, right. I'm I'm for it. But I do follow the idea that there are a lot of projects that need to be done right now, and some of them are more urgent than maybe this one is. Mm-hmm. But I, I think know. we should replace it with the zip line over the river. Somebody else talked about that. Did too. they? Yeah. Ah, shoot! I Some, thought I was original. I thought, with I thought that one, idea. somebody told me one of the candidates was talking about that. <laughs> I don't know if it was. It was I didn't crazy. hear that at the debate, yeah, and I not. spent five hours editing the audio from that debate. Right. Mm. Yeah. You probably. Mm. I, I was yelling a few times. You probably had to edit me out. No, no. My mic was placed squarely on the PA speaker. Right. I, I only got background chatter and applause. Oh. Okay. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Excellent. But there's a lot of feedback I had to sort of weed out of there. Right. I just like going through those ceiling speakers there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, I just I I had a friend up there that um seemed a little nervous every once in a while I said, like, You've got this, you got Mm. it. (laughs) You know, those types of yell outs. I gotcha. I don't know which way I'm gonna go. I don't know how I'm gonna vote. No. No. Not gonna tell anybody either. I voted already. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Was it easy? Was the process easy? Stupid easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except that I didn't have my card, so I had to go in and get my pin. Yeah. But once I had my pin, I was good. You think it's secure? I don't particularly care. Like, I mean, other than fraud, you know what I mean? If somebody knows how I voted, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not <laughs> like, talking about, like, like privacy. I'm talking about, like, explo- exploiting the system. Yes, I think it's secure. Yeah? Yeah. You can't just delete your cookies and vote again? I don't think so, because it's a pin. Right. It's a unique pen, and once it's used, it's used. Bet you some hacker could find a way. Well, some hacker could somewhere, but I don't think Russia's after us. Yeah, I don't think we have that level of uh, hackerisms in uh, in this little town. Hopefully. Yeah. I think we're okay. 50,000 votes for one candidate. More people than live in the town. When you hit refresh, right? You just keep hitting refresh and voting again. Right. That's what I used to do on like online radio contests and stuff. Well, that, Just but, delete your cookies, vote again. But also like the, the, the newspaper polls, yeah. right? They're like, you know, are you for or against this? And you're just refreshing and hitting it again. It's like, Open ooh. up a different browser, vote once in Chrome, once in Safari. Right. Yeah. So I don't believe those ones. But you might leave town. Oh. You haven't decided. You're thinking about leaving us. You're going to leave us behind. Uh, hey, Kempville sounds pretty awesome. I'm not saying I'd blame you. Kempville is awesome. You know, I do love this town. It's a great, I do very much love this town. I get really proud at the railway museum thing tonight when they're talking about all the improvements they're making and all that. Yep. I get giddy knowing that that thing is like that, that museum is going to be pretty and solid and there for a while. I think it's, I think it's a great thing to hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, 
for tourism. I think one thing that's happening to our town that never was a thing for Smith's Falls before was, was being within like the Ottawa commuter bubble. Right. Now we are between urban sprawl and just people looking for a, a little farther for you know, cheaper houses or more affordable this or that. Or work from home. Combined with the work from home brought on by the pandemic. It's an option for Ottawa people. Yeah. Now, when it wasn't before, it was always like just a little outside that border. Exactly. Now, Kempville has existed inside that, like, like I was saying, when I went to Kemp, when I frequented Kempville in the early nineties, it was not, nobody wanted, nobody in Ottawa wanted to live in Kempville yet. Right. They all do now. Yeah. They all, well, they all did. They, and that started what, 10, 15 years ago for Kempville ish. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I think definitely through the pandemic, like they're, they're building like nuts. I guess what I'm getting at is that I feel like Kempville's like a few steps ahead of us in terms of that that wave coming out from Ottawa. I think you're right. Like when they built the 416, yeah, for sure. That's when they, that's when they started to boom. And that was like what, 95? When that 416 came through? My memory would be about 90, 94, 95. Okay. My grandparents used to live in Oxford Station. Ah, good. There's actually a whole housing development there now called Connell Farm. No way. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, and that's named after my grandparents' farm. Yeah, cool. Connell Farm. Love it. But uh, I guess what I'm getting at is like, do you think there's, you think there's some things we could look over at Kentville and learn from Kentville in terms of what we should be doing? What did Kentville get right about? Well, I think that you you can't really compare them because the thing about Smith Falls is that you can throw a stone in any direction and hit Mm. outside of our borders. Yeah. Whereas Kentville isn't a mat, like, well, North Granville. Here's something I can explain to everybody. Nobody knows what North Granville is or where North Granville is. Basically, it's everything past Merrickville up to Kempville because yeah. it's an amalgamation of all the little hamlets mm-hmm. and Kempville. So when Ottawa amalgamated, right. they just called it Ottawa. Yeah. When all these little hamlets amalgamated with Kempville, they just decided to make a whole new name and nobody understands what that means, right? Gotcha. So that's what North Granville is. Uh, yeah, so I don't think you can really compare because it's difficult to, to you know, this tiny little town and this big sprawling... Broad township. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I don't know if there's stuff that we can learn from it. I think we're doing gangbusters here. You know, that that downtown looks amazing. It looks so good. Here, so when I worked for La Boat, we used to do a lot of TV shows and bring a lot of journalists up. Yeah. And the journalists would always say, and the TV show would always say, yes, we want to film Westport. Yes, we want to film Merrickville. Yes, we want to film, you know, other places. They'd take one look up our main street, see all the car butts and say, nah, hmm. it's not a pretty town. We're not going to film here. Yeah. So I was a big proponent of cleaning that up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry for the the heritage people. I, I am, but... It just looks so much better, and it had to all be done anyway because of the because of the sewers, yeah. right? So, you know, it is what it is. That was always my feeling, you know, as as you put it, car butts. It was just it was a bit of a parking lot. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. And I still say, well, it might be a little bit controversial, but I still think the people that wanted it the most were the people that wanted to hit the bank as fast as they could and get back out again and yeah. not and not spend any time necessarily strolling or, or spending money in the other in the other businesses yeah. they just want to get their money out of the bank and go i mean i've i've lived i've lived a few different places across this province and i've lived here for four years now and i've never really had trouble parking here no 
be perfectly honest, the biggest trouble I've ever had parking here is backing out of angled parking spots on the main street, hoping I don't get T-boned. You're not wrong. That's the biggest trouble I've had. Yep. Dri- totally parking that. or driving in this town. But I don't know. Like I said earlier, I, I, for the first time, figured out, like understood a little bit better what the older timer people feel when they say, oh, that's a newcomer. They don't know anything. Yeah. You know, because... I realized recently that so many people have come during the past three years during the pandemic and people have opinions about the town, not really even knowing what the town is because we've been in a pandemic for the yeah, past three yeah, years, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And and I was irritated with somebody there. Now I was like, oh my goodness, that's what they've always felt about us. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, like, these people don't know anything about my town. Why do you have an opinion? You know? Yeah. So I need to rein that in pretty quickly because I am all about like diverse voices and, and, bringing in new ideas yep. and getting new energy. Like it's a great thing. So I just got to be mindful about. Yeah. It's got to be pretty obnoxious for people who have been there here their whole life and have that deep level of connection mm-hmm. to a small town. Cause that's the other thing that I probably don't think about that often myself. I mean, I grew up in Ottawa and you don't have like, I don't have that connection to Ottawa. I mean, maybe some people really love Ottawa. Maybe some people really love Toronto. I don't know why. I hate Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that it it's a lot easier to feel deeply connected to a small town. Oh, for sure. You know, for on a community level, knowing people, really feeling like you are con- deeply connected with the town versus like, I mean, I was more, growing up in Ottawa, I was more connected with my neighborhood. Right. than I was with my town. Yeah. But here, your neighborhood pretty much is your town. Yeah. Because as you said, you throw a rock and it lands outside of Smith's Falls. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it's true. I and mean, you can make a big impact in a small town just with the just the smallest effort sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the skate swap. So when the senator's outdoor rink opened... We didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of money. I was going from place to place. Mm-hmm. I might've had cancer. I don't know. But, you know, actually I did have cancer for some of that. Uh, and I didn't have skates for the kid, but I had all sorts of different skates mm-hmm. of, you know, from when he was younger. Right. So I said, well, other people must have like random skates in their basement, the same as I do, you know? Uh, so I just, you know, we just started the skate swap. And then all these people, all these kids that didn't have skates before, you didn't have to exchange. You know, you could just come in. Yeah. And then somebody else called into Ottawa and got a bunch of extra skates from uh, Play It Against Sports, like just brought in boxes and boxes of yeah. them. And everybody just came down and got skates and started skating outside, you know. And it, that didn't take a whole lot of effort. Mm-hmm. But you made a whole lot of impact for a lot of kids that didn't yeah. have skates five minutes ago. You know, you're not doing that in Ottawa or somebody else has already done it or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's it, it just it does make you feel proud of your community and proud of where you're from. And and having these events and stuff really gives you a sense of community too when you when you all pitch in and you volunteer and yep. you make an impact. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 soul filling, right? Like it's it's good. My daughter just started skating. Yeah. Down at the arena. Yeah. She's doing the can skate program. Nice. She's five years old. Adorable. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. I think I need to learn how to skate better. Yeah, me too. I'm afraid of falling now. I'm okay. I don't fall. I just can't stop. Oh, yes. I don't know how to do that. Yes. I've never really been able to. Because I I learned, I was a girl of the 70s. I learned on the girl pick skates, right? Mm, Like, so you can just try. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I just want to get a. No, I think think I'm more more snowplow. Yeah. I think um, I like to roller skate. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like. To, I've always wanted to bring in like a roller skating party or something down at the arena when the mm. when the ice is out or something. I, I, ne- I never actually did. It. Well, they do for a couple of months in right. the summer. So yeah. they could they could do like a. Yeah, you could bring a derby in. You could do all sorts of stuff. But um, I I just want to have a. Like so, the other thing we're doing in Kempville is that we flooding we're flooding Kempville Creek, similar to the canal down in downtown Ottawa. Yeah. So you can skate the creek, and I really, really want to do like a disco skate night, which is yeah. basically I just want to I just want a roller skating night, but I don't have a roller skating place, so let's yeah. do it on the ice, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I want to yeah. get lights, and I want to get music, and I want to just invite everybody down. Whether I do it or not, I don't know. But I think they should do that in our park down here. Yeah. Just well, fence that, off Confederation Drive and just like Becky had that uh, spot under the Bascula Bridge. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, a yeah, while, yeah. but Isaac then does that, eh? yeah, but then yeah. all the uh, all the skidoos came and tore it up. Mm, hard to keep something for yourself. Sometimes I think we were on their on their route. To be fair, hmm. <laughs> everywhere is their route in this town. Possibly they go everywhere. Do they all the time? Like I, I see them. I go on a lot of walks, and they're always. They're always going. I mean, I have no trouble with them. Yeah, yeah. They're always they're always nice and polite. Yeah. Um. I like. Well, they also spend money. So if you can, if you yeah. get if you can get them into your restaurants, like that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um. I like. I. I know it's not a popular thing, but on those like really 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 snowy snowstorm nights and nobody's out on the streets and they haven't plowed the streets. Yeah. And then all the snowmobiles come out. Yeah. I find that magical. All the big fluffy snow yeah, is coming awesome. down, and I love it. I love it because it's just so random and unexpected. Yeah. Me too. It's kind, kind of like of when there's a only horse. Only in Smith Falls kind of things. Yeah. It's not only here. They do it lots of places, but I kn- it didn't happen growing up in Ottawa. I know that much. Right. Fair. And, you know, when people come down the street with a horse or, or when there's a beaver walking down in front, there was a, there was one year there were beavers like every five minutes. I don't know why there were so many beavers that year, but uh, crazy. we all trapped one, the neighborhood and like I, the people I didn't even know on the street behind us and stuff. So we went, uh, they got this big uh, dog cage and trap this, and this is a giant beaver, mm-hmm. and put him in the back of a pickup truck. And there was two or three of us in our cars, just because, you know, we're excited now, and it's a neighborhood thing. Mm-hmm. And we followed this truck out, and the guy's got like an axe handle, trying to keep that thing closed. And and this beaver is strong. Like, you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. him straining to try to keep that cage closed. And then we just went up to like the swale near the uh, cemetery yeah. up here. And they and they released him and everything was great. And then we found out later, oh, you can't do that. You're not allowed to just take a beaver because a beaver that can make so much damage, right? They right, they put a right. dam, they do this. Yeah. You're not you're not allowed to just put a beaver <laughs> in a random body of water. But I mean, what are you going to do? Leave him on the street? Like, yeah, that was fun. So that's a small town thing too, right? You're not doing that in a bean. They used to eat a lot of beaver in Canada. Yeah, I'm not making a joke. I mean, they ate be- they made they ate the animal beaver. Did they? Yeah. Mm. The uh, Catholic Church actually classified beaver as a fish. Did they? Yeah. Back mm. in like the 16, 1700s. Bet you everybody believed them too. Well, they did. It was an, it was aquatic. They didn't really have a lot of other science to say what was a fish or not. It was an aquatic animal. And it was so abundant as a food source. Yeah. And it was like back then, like people still followed more like eating rules, kind of like, kind of like the kosherut, like, yeah. like Jewish yeah. people will today. Like, yeah. Christians don't generally follow diet, no many diet rules, yeah. but, but that's what it was. Like it was like, there was days where you could only eat fish. Oh. And, and so beaver was a and fish. And so beaver was a fish. <laughs> so like, well, the people need to eat. So let's just tell them beaver's a fish. Let's, let's, let's allow beaver. Cause well, they swim. 
They live most of their life in the water. Ah, it's a fish. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a little my my little random beaver trivia. Appreciate that. Yeah, they have orange teeth too because they're mm-hmm. higher iron content in their. Is teeth. that why? Yeah, oh. higher iron. They need strong teeth. Because I remember seeing those teeth like from my car behind the truck, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, those are major orange teeth." Yeah, it's from all the iron. They got really strong teeth. They got. I'm mean, chopping down trees with those teeth. Totally, they gotta be strong teeth. They took a few out on our island. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They eat wood too. Do they? They like. Yeah, I think so. I think oh. so. I think I'm right about that one. I think. I don't know. I thought they just chewed it, but they they don't just they don't just fell the trees. They actually eat right. eat, eat a certain amount of wood. Hmm. How much wood would a chuck chuck? I saw this meme that made me piss my pants. That was a play on that rhyme, and it was a picture of Rob Lowe. Yeah. Standing in front of a Lowe's hardware store. Right. And it said. How, low? How many lows would Rob Lowe rob if Rob Lowe could rob lows? I love it. That was great. Mm-hmm. That was great. Dad humor. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think this town needs? From a PR perspective, of course. Oh, gosh. I haven't been very PR tonight. I've been saying way too much. Um, what, do you, what do we need to communicate? To, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm thinking all touristy because that was like the subject of the, of, the, of the event we were at tonight, right. all talking about tourism. Yeah, What's going to bring people to this town? Well, marketing. Asking people to come to the town. That's, that's the first thing. What's in the ask? What are, what's, what's, what are we telling them is here to come for? Please shop downtown Smith yeah. Falls. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. The shopping? Just send that's it what's going to bring people well, in? The shopping? No, I'm just saying. Like, that's some marketing that could happen, you know? I feel like this town gets a, has a bad reputation. Am I the only one noticing that? It's got a bad reputation. Not, I mean, the people in town know what it is, but Ottawa people think of this town as like a, a rough town. Yeah. It's unfortunate because look at how beautiful this town is. It's how do we so it? beautiful. How do we change it? Well, I think I think I actually suggested this probably about 10 years ago. You need to start your internal campaign too. You're, you're talking to your internal people yeah. and building us up here, yeah. which I think they did a little bit of with the rise up, but... Uh, and then, and then you just keep on beautifying, right? Like, like they've done the street or at mm-hmm. least some of the street. Now they're starting on the parks. Like, let's make like that. We, I had people come from Europe, like for Labode mm-hmm. and say, this is a world-class basin. Like that basin is be- more beautiful than most. Yeah. Right. So why not like put in a couple more willow trees and a couple more gardens, you know, put in mm-hmm. some perennial gardens. Yeah. I don't know. Just. I get a little frustrated mm-hmm. when when you when you make the bridge and it's still gravel on the end of the bridge like four years later or five. <laughs> like, come on, man! Can we finish a job? Just finish the job. Mm. You know, I know I'm not. I don't know. Just finish the job. But we're raising the bar. Well, I think we are. We're raising the bar, which is so important and so great. When's the last time this town looked this good? Has it looked, in the 25 years you've been here, has it looked this good before? Not, yes and no. I mean, we did have bustling downtown with lots of businesses. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we've lost some more of it during the pandemic, like, I don't think that this slice of time is the time to be judging what the town is or what it should be or what it, what, you know what I mean? It's just, I think we're all still resetting. Like, everywhere is resetting. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think we just need a little bit more business support. We need to continue to shop local, for goodness sakes. I mean... I have more stuff at home that I never needed just because I felt, and then I got a little bit tired because I felt I was trying to keep the local economy going solely. Yeah. So now I'm just balancing it a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. 
continue to eat here. Where do you like to eat? I like my place restaurant. I love my place. Oh my gosh, that is a like hidden gem. Down. I need to eat more, more my place. Yes, I mean it's not good for my waistline, but it's pretty big darn portions. delicious. Yeah, it'll it'll last. I got to start ordering my place, cutting the meal in half from yeah, the get go, totally just that. putting the other half right in the fridge right away, and I just know. treating that as my whole meal. On the because it's the so delicious, you can't stop. It's yeah. so deli- that Bavarian schnitzel with yeah. the with the potato batter. Like, yeah, oh that's my. what I get. That's what I get. The right? schnitzel. Yes. 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 So good. I've never eaten in there. No, it's very small. Yeah. yeah, I like it for like I. I don't know if they're still open for lunches, but we used to go for lunches when I worked downtown. You ever eat at Boomtown? I do. I have. Well, I, I order out from. I haven't right. eaten in Boomtown. I've eaten so. in. I ate on their patio once oh, in the okay. summer. How was that? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So tiny little patio, but right as as it goes here, all those little COVID patios. You know, right. they got they got one too. Yeah. Yeah. For it was sure. nice. It was nice. Yeah. They, they do a good poutine. I love their butter chicken pizza. Right, I haven't had that. Is it good? Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I just get the curries. It depends. Depends. They put pineapple on it. That's good. So, if you like pineapple on pizza, I do. It's great. Yeah, it's butter chicken with pineapple. It's kind nice. of out of left field because normally butter chicken doesn't have pineapple in it. Right, fair. But it works. They made it work. Definitely works. I love it. Yeah, and I, I just, I like salads. Like a good salad. Yeah. Um, you know, I've lost a couple of those. I lost uh, Rocky River, and I've lost uh, the one in the. Mm-hmm. Davidson Courtyard. So is Rocky River gone? Because I feel like in their announcement they were like, "We're closing, but we might be back." Well, I honestly, I think it was um, more about the workforce than it was about. Oh yeah, eh? yeah. I think well, they were pretty darn popular. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody was ordering from yeah. there as well. I had their fish and chips. That was pretty banging. Yeah, their their beet salad was awesome. Yeah, with chicken. Yeah, we've lost. A, I feel. I feel like we've lost a lot of food places. We've lost a few. Like Chuckles Jack is gone, but something else is new I popping heard, up there. I heard something's coming in. I heard it's Indian as well, and and Sagar is supposed to come. Sagar is awesome. Have you been there in um, Carlton is it Place? Open? It's not oh, open. In Carlton place. So no, in Carlton I have, Place, I've been here. I have been talking about the Indian place yes. on this podcast for like since my first few episodes because I've been waiting for it to come and it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And yeah. I love me some Indian food, so I will definitely be there once it's open. Yeah, I was at some event and I saw him somewhere and I said, are you still coming to Smith Falls? He's like, oh, yes, we're coming. We're coming. So, you know, come. And then who else did we lose? Or somebody else we lost. Oh, uh, Harvest Social. Harvest Social. That was the one in Davidson Courtyard. Yeah. Yeah. Good solids there. Yeah, I really liked their um, red pepper soup. Right. Yeah. Really delicious. I wonder what else is going to go in there. Something has got to go in there. They're set up for a cafe. I liked it when it was Cafe Whim too. Yes, of course. Good sandwiches. Yeah. I went to the original Cafe Whim down downtown. I did too. Yeah. I used to play chess there. Ah, yeah. yes. Back in the 90s. I used to hang out under that Crystal Palace, right? As a little punk rocker downtown on- You were Rio a punk Pierce rocker? Little, little well, I was a punk rocker too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my punk rock spiked belt right now. Are you? Yeah. Amazing. Well done. I don't have it's, anything punk on. I, I hadn't had anything punk. I, I went out like a couple months ago. I was like, I feel, I'm, I've been feeling like very, very unpunk for far too long. So I went and got myself a belt. I used to buy them at Rock Junction Yeah, downtown. I didn't make it all the way downtown. I made it as far as Bayshore Shopping Center this time to Hot Topic. Love it. A little less punk rock, but I think it still counts. It's a little bullet belt. Still 25 bucks. They were mm-hmm. twenty five bucks in nineteen ninety five. They're twenty five bucks today. Yeah, little pyramid spike belt. 
I don't usually tuck my shirt in, so you can't see it very often, but every once in a while I'll like shift or bend over and somebody gets a little glimpse of it and they're like, ah, secret punk rock. See, I tell my, I tell my boy that I'm like, you don't need to, you just need to be it. Yeah. You don't need to flaunt it. Yeah. yeah. Just be it. Yeah. It's just like this little reminder that shows its face every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My little, my little badge. Mm -hmm. What kind of punk rock were you into? We went to Roxanne's a lot and Gilly's a lot. and uh, Yeah, see, I never went to Roxanne's. I don't think it was open when, when I was hitting the scene. Oh, were we talking 80s here? 90s. Late 80s, 90s? 90s. Yeah, see, it was like late 90s. Okay. I went to like uh, this the would pit. Been, oh, I don't know the pit. The pit was like on the corner of Rito and Dalhousie, but in the basement. Okay. Below where Top of the World was at the time. Right, okay, fair. Yeah. I don't think and I remember I the pit. go to... Uh, Gallery saw saw gallery. Yeah, yeah. We were did, uh, we did a lot of Zaphods and uh, yeah. I did some Zaphods, uh, some Babylon, some Barrymores. Yeah, a some, lot of uh, Barrymores. Oh, Liquid Monkey over on Murray. Oh, I don't know Liquid Monkey. I was only around for like two three years. A lot we of did the cave. Shows. The cave was down on Bank Street yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the basement, but uh, Barrymores. Oh my gosh, the shows I saw at Barrymores. I'm so like if if I if I won a lottery. Yeah. I would save Barry Morris and bring it back. Like it was so great. I heard they closed down. When did that happen? Was that is was, it closed now? I, Louis was Louis Louis Antonakis had it, and oh my gosh, I don't know. I saw the Ramones there. Mm. I saw Motorhead there. I saw the Misfits there. Ah, <gasps> you did not. I did. I did yeah. not see them. Well done. It wasn't the real Misfits though. It didn't have Danzig. Oh, it was like the late '90s version of the Misfits. With, right, right. With Michael Graves on vocals. Oh, okay. He was fine, but he wasn't Danzig. Right. I saw Gwar. You I, saw Gwar. I the saw Gwar concert at, at Barrymore's Barry was infamous because yes. they got banned from Gwar or from Barrymore's yeah, after that. It was messy. I remember going to Barrymore's and people would point out like stains still, <laughs> still on the ceiling <laughs> from yeah. the Gwar concert and yeah. tell the story about how they got kicked out. Yeah. I did go to see Gwar in like 2003 at the Capitol Music Hall. Oh, okay. And that was, do you know Sean Scallon? I do. Yeah. I know Sean Scallon pretty yeah. well. So I was working for Sean Scallon at the time. So I was working the Guar show. Okay. And he knew, he knew the deal with Guar. So there was no like, there, there was no love lost on that. Like he knew what he was getting yeah, into. Yeah, for sure. He went out and he, he had to like get a whole bunch of carpet and line the whole Capitol Music Hall with carpet. That's a big space. For safety, because yeah. otherwise people are going to be Falling. slipping and breaking yeah, their necks on, totally. all the, on all the fake blood that Guar squirts out into the audience. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I, I hold to the statement that that was, is the greatest show I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never it's, seen a better show than Guar. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Not for everyone. No. But it was amazing. I stood at the very back and I still got covered in blood. No way. Yeah. The best show, the best show I ever saw. You never didn't expect it, but at Barry Moore's on my birthday, uh, Lenny Kravitz. He's awesome. Lenny Kravitz blew the roof off of that joint. Yeah, he's a rocker, and I've said so ever since. But my friend Fiona was the coat check girl there, okay. And I didn't know her until I was an adult, like just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Awesome girl, really awesome. But uh, she was the coat check girl for there for years and years. And I was telling her this story about like you know this Lenny Kravitz just blew the roof off the place. Oh, and I touched his butt. I got to touch his butt. It was velvet. Um, a velvet butt. It was velvet. Oh my goodness. Uh, so she said she agreed. She's like, no, that was one of the best shows ever. Mm -hmm. And so she saw all the shows. So I'm right. like, oh yeah, 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 I'm not crazy. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so good. Some people just blow you away like that. Nice. Every once in a while, you get something like that. That's how Amber feels about. Uh, 
Brian Adams. Oh, I saw Brian Adams when I was like 14 and we sat on the stage and yeah. then I sent all these people up on the stage. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I've never seen him, but she always tells me about how that is one of the best shows she's ever seen. I it can't remember where show. she saw him. I wonder what year it was. She saw, I think she saw him in Thunder Bay because she used to live out there. Right. And I think somehow she, it, it, it was some incarnation of a show where he wound up just playing solo. Okay. It was just him and a guitar. Oh, no way. And the way she puts it is that she, she, he just had this huge audience just absolutely in the palm of his hand yeah. the whole time and just no, completely, really completely commanded the audience and, and totally stole the show. I, well, I'll tell you, you, you can, I'm not sure if anybody would remember, but it was long enough ago that Luba opened for him mm. and there was no security um, there was no fence even like you were right yeah. up against the stage and he had these little triangular jut outs yeah and we all just sat up we just all popped up and sat on the little triangular jut outs. so it was a, it was fun it was i remember good. luba yeah don't hear much from her anymore no or mitsu mitsu I bye bye mon cowboy yeah she was yeah cute so what other music are you into i'm really into like indie folk now like really pretty pretty guitar work and stuff and picking mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of what i'm doing nowadays but again i've been in my house just kind of it's kind of my bag these days singer songwriter stuff yeah indie folk exactly that. yeah good songwriting yeah without exactly the, without the need for all the showboating mm -hmm. and yeah. some, some thoughtfulness in the lyrics and yeah, yeah i'm down yeah love it you ever check out you, you check out shows at bowie's yeah all the time yeah yeah mm -hmm. you go to the, like the, the songwriter ones yeah what are some of your favorites you've seen so far Who's the who's the Irish guy? I liked him. Tiz. Tiz. I like Tiz. Tiz is my boy. Yeah. I love Tiz. Yeah. Which is funny because like this he was one of the first ones that Bowie yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. And I remember that uh Pat just kinda he just did a random post, like here's here's a song. Mm -hmm. So I listened to the song, like I really like the song. So I put him on my Spotify and I put him in like and then I got more of them and then he was on my heavy rotation. Yeah. And then like a month later he announced the show and I'm like, Hey, I've been listening listen you put out a post it's like oh yeah i put out a post for a reason stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was yeah. great for that uh that was like the day tiz played that was it must have been it was like must have been like a november show because um tiz was a, tiz was actually staying at my house okay when he came into town and it was the weekend of my daughter's birthday so we had all these people over at my house and tiz was just there and so uh, actually my neighbor you must know andrew andrew howard oh yeah yeah he was there just with his daughter mm -hmm. over at my daughter's birthday party and they were ch he was chatting with tiz and got to know him and and then like and he always he always tells the story to me because like i just can't believe it. i was like hang out with this guy and then i went to see him later that night and and now like he's he listens to tiz all the time like, right. he's like his like favorite on spotify and like yeah. spins his stuff all the time he's a total fanboy mm -hmm. loves it loves it and just can't believe that like before he even fell in love with his music and him as a performer he was just like hanging out with yeah him at my house it's better that way eating chili because mm -hmm. then it doesn't get awkward when you meet him after you've seen him yeah exactly right yeah totally totally just uh just be on the level and, and not have this not have the stars in your eyes it's a good way to do it i guess <laughs> yeah harder to plan for that though harder right harder to plan for that for sure for sure so what else do you think this, what do you think this town was it has? Need? In, what's it need? I mean, that's the, that's the conversation I was having earlier today, uh, earlier tonight with, with some of the people down at, uh, in that train car we were hanging out in, you know? What were they saying? Um, I guess like the usual that people say. 
So I have said this for a while. I think I think we need a a two year, five year, ten year plan, yeah. right? Tourism plan and something to, something to work towards. You've got bike tourism. You've mm-hmm. got you know RV tourism. You've got um, snowmobile tourism. You've got all sorts of different types of tourism. Yeah, it's just about focus to me, I guess. Like what my biggest fear, and this is what I was saying in that earlier conversation I referenced, is that if we don't set like, uh, can other stuff happen at the same time? Yes. But if we don't set our eyes on like one, at least semi-defined goal or angle, yeah. my, my fear is that we just sort of snow all of it. And what winds up winning in the end is that we just become sort of a Ottawa bedroom community. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, I don't want to be predominantly a commuter town. Well, without industry it's hard not to be right. People need to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you need, you need reasonably paid jobs, right? And a lot of that's when the factories left, that's where all the, yeah. the jobs of a certain level went to. Um, so it's hard not to be a bedroom community when you don't have the industry and the jobs right here in town, mm-hmm. but tourism is not the worst idea for building industry here. I mean, yeah. you know, um, we have, again, we've got, the beauty of the water, we have some trails. We could be, we could be, you know, because that's just the hot thing, right? People like to be in nature. So if you give them some place to walk around, but the whole point of tourism is to get money out of people's pockets. Yeah. If 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 you know, you can say come see our trails, but if you're not pairing that with some sort of business, yeah. Then you know what's the point? Why am I spending my time bringing them to a trail where mm-hmm. they're not spending money? So. Yeah, it gets tough. I mean, boaters don't always spend a ton of money. They'll pay their mortgage, right? Maybe pick up a couple groceries, but they tend to like their boats. They like their boats, but you also don't have anything down there saying, "Please come in," or "Come eat here," or "Here's a coupon," or "Here's a little." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's, sometimes it's marketing. We do need to build up our 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 businesses again, but we do have some great businesses. You know, when people were actually the downtown business association did a um did a post the other day saying tag your favorite business downtown. I was like, Oh, that's nice. And mm-hmm. people were tagging all sorts of businesses yeah. that you don't always talk about. Cause people tend to talk about the latest or the shiniest. Yeah. And then they forget about all the rest of them. Right. So it's nice to hear, a, you know, let's, let's get the, um, the craft, witch uh, a, a little shout out or, yeah. or Lenny's toy store across the way, or, you know, the yarn company or, you know, just all these different ones that you don't always talk about. Yeah. You know, we talk about Satu every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. What about the other guys? I talk about them a lot. And they're, well, they're, well, they're awesome. That's why. They're also a sponsor of this show. Ah, <laughs> thank you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for sponsoring my podcast. Boop, boop. Yeah. Well, I think we might be done. Yeah. Are you bored with me now? No, I'm not bored. We just hit my like desired time goal for podcast length. Ah, that is We've fair. We've been talking for 69 minutes. Hmm. Well, fair enough. Unless there's more stuff you want to cover. I think we've covered a lot. There was only one thing I wanted to talk Ooh, about. I want to hear. I can keep this going for another hour if we want yeah, to. Yeah. It's my podcast, well, like I said. There's no booze. Um, one thing I want to bring back. Yeah. It's just so simple. It's the night shirt parade. So we Night used, shirt parade. Yeah. So we used to have these like, well, there was Pickle Fest and there was um, the Chocolate Railway Festival. And these were festivals that we had downtown underneath the water tower. Okay. Chocolate Railway had like a midway and everything like, yeah. you know, and it was all volunteer put on and 
It had a beer tent and fun stuff. But often these things would start on the Friday night and everybody would get their kids together and we'd all just put on our pajamas mm-hmm. and we would parade down down to uh down across the bridge. Well, sorry, the bridge is gone now. Right. But down across the bridge and uh and into the uh and into the park and it was just so friggin' wholesome and small towny. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And there wasn't anything to it except we all just put on our pajamas and came out. Pajama party. Yeah. Just little things like that. I'm into it. Can we bring it back? Yeah. All I'm right. down. Let's do it. You call me up, I'll put on my pajamas and I'll march. Excellent. Yeah. Well, this summer. Let's do it. It'll have to be across the weir, though. Right. It's true. Call it the weird weir. I just, you know, but let's... Let's get weird on the weir. Let's bring back a festival downtown. Be awesome. People talk a lot about festivals. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kentville Live tried to bring it here. Yeah, I went to it. How I, was that? I, I brought a journalist to it. I saw um, the f- the Colin the, James. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I think... Was it well attended? No. 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 I don't think... I'm not sure they got the support here that they get in Kempo. Like, I'm just not sure that they got the... Well, it was also, like, it was very blues. Right. Which is a little niche. Could be. And I feel like if you're going to go genre-specific for this town, a better... My stance has always been that the better win for this town would be to go country. Mm, country, really? For this town, not to my personal preferences. Well, maybe, I don't know. Just for yeah. this... I, I mean, that's the... If, while we still had radio in this town, that's what it was. It was country. You go into well, it's Jack FM. Y101 wasn't the bigger one here. Jack FM was here, and that was more well, pop. Well, when I walked into its stores, yeah. Jack FM wasn't playing uh, above okay. my head. Fair. Country was. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, and it's weird because in Kempville, like, they bring in all sorts of, like, people RVing from all over the place. Yeah. So I'm not sure why that didn't work here. I wasn't, I was on a boat with journalists that, that whole week, so I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah that whole summer really i think it'd be an issue of where to do it in this town for one like a big festival a big festival. festival where would you do a big a, like a big festival yeah well you're talking more like a music festival where i was just talking about like yeah you know you go right. down and the scouts are there with a booth and you know and yeah, little yeah, small yeah. towny stuff you know yeah. mm, where would you do it here yeah well not a whole lot of places I mean, we had train fest lower reach i guess we have paddle fest yeah it's two fests yeah we have in town. train fest is fun I think somehow Train Fest is just kind of bringing out people with little kids, and I realize that you're still in that phase yeah. of your life. Um, but I think some of the other ones were just more for all ages, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the the Harry Potter thing sounded amazing at the train thing, but um, I wasn't going to it. You we know had our mean? first Rib Fest. Oh this yeah, summer. yeah, I went to that. Yeah. How was that? I I missed it. I was I was at the cottage. Logan played while I was there. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. You ever seen him do his comedy? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I was going to his comedy thing all the time. I brought my brother out. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got. I learned uh, early on, I got a kind of a performing family okay. and, and early on. So um, I just, I learned to be the person in the audience that laughs louder than everybody else mm-hmm. and claps louder and gotcha. yells out yeah. and just kind of helps to produce the show a little bit from the audience. Yeah, yeah. It makes a difference. Like once you start laughing, other people will laugh too. Absolutely. And they have a better time, right? Mm-hmm. It's not disingenuous. It's mm-hmm. just... That's what it is. Encouragement. Yes, exactly. Entrainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I've seen Logan do his, I, the first time I saw him do his, like I saw him do his first ever set and I was blown away. I'm like, dude, that was your first set? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Yeah. He's actually the first person, one of the first 
people I worked with in this town, first musician I ever worked with this in the, in in this in this area because I was doing the I handled the music and sound for oh another fest uh, Rise Yoga Fest. Oh yeah, when they did that, that and, was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that yeah, too. Logan played that. Yeah. That was a good one. They should bring that back. They I mean, should they were, to- I was really sad that we didn't have yoga in the park this year. Like I was, I went every Sunday or yeah. Saturday. I mean, uh, all the other years. Well, they brought in a whole bunch of new rules about the park. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, they implemented like, or like, a fee to no. like do anything in the park. A fee for one, and then all. Cost the, recovery. The, also, the stipulation. The stipulation of uh, like carrying a very large insurance policy. Like I knew somebody five who, million. Yeah, it was that was it? It was five mm-hmm. million. And the person, the one of the people I knew running some stuff in the park was like, "Well, like I have good insurance, but I I have two million. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you really need for showing somebody how to do downward dog? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not hosting a MMA event in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, why isn't this a uh, why isn't this an election issue? Talking about a bridge, I don't know. I don't know I, because most people don't know this kind of stuff. These those, inner workings of trying to get permits or or insurance policies are the fabric or of our community. Like yeah. people are the fabric of our community. Gathering people is the fabric of the community, right? So those to me are a priority because mm-hmm. especially when we all been in our homes for three years we need to get out and meet each other and all these new people that have come to town they haven't had a good chance to meet people like some people have been all alone yeah yeah gotta do more stuff yeah i gotta get out more too i try but i could try more put my pajamas on and come march downtown just make it a weekly event that's right Every friday night that's right take back the night in our pajamas let's do it well thanks heather this has been a blast it's been fun i've been trying to get a hold of you for a while Yes, oh, I, I nailed you. I was doing an international plowing match for a couple of months. I have a funny. All right, we're gonna keep this going a little longer. I have a funny story about an, the international plowing match. Okay, I used to live in Chatham, Ontario, mm-hmm. and they hosted the 1978 international plowing match. Oh yeah, and uh, my buddy worked at the theater slash museum in downtown Chatham. And for the 1978 International Plowing Match. Is that the corn? The corn. I saw an article on that. Did you see the article? <laughs> I did. Did I read you it. see what it was called? I read did it you recently. see what it was about? Yes. And they took it out. And they, they took and it they out. got in trouble. They got in trouble. That was my buddy. That was my buddy. He, after, like five o'clock hit one day and his boss is like, hey, you've got any, anything going on? He's like, no, not much. Like, what's up? And he's like, we're getting rid of that thing once and for all. And he was just thinking like they'd, they'd gotten rid of old crap before because like it was a municipal thing it's like anytime they ever have to get rid of something it's like months and red tape and board meetings and and all this stuff so when they think they just need to get rid of something and they just know it's common sense they just throw it in the dumpster and it's not often that they do it but every once in a while it's just like just nobody's looking let's just get it out and ask for forgiveness later Mm -hmm. that's what they did with this mural Mm -hmm. and they just tossed it out it was made of food like it was made corn. of corn. The, yeah. Like it was disintegrating. There was bugs in it. So like, is it kind of like, you know, when they do like um, murals out of Smarties, like different colored Smarties or whatever? Is it, or is like it different made- colored macaroni. Like your yeah. kid brings home different colored so macaroni all- making a collage. It was a collage. A collage of like um, corn, corn on the cob? Corn on the cob, because oh, you know okay. how you can get like purple yeah. corn, yes. red corn, yellow corn, right, orange corn. Right, so right. the palette of corn colors to make 
basically a giant macaroni collage, but out of corn. Mm. And it was like a farmer plowing a field. And I, great that in 1978, you made this thing. And this thing traveled around the province and went on display in a bunch of different places. And then oh. like years later, find its, found its final home. In Chatham. In Chatham, where, where it was made and where, where it should have rightly, rightfully been returned to, I suppose. But um, they threw it out. Mm-hmm. And then like five days later, somebody was like, what? Why am I staring at a... a a a nice clean neat brick wall in this hallway instead of the decrepit corn mural that was and and brought it up to a board and like they were calling for blood it hit the papers it got dubbed corn gate corn gate whole big thing i learned about that because i was trying to buy a i was trying to buy a piano from the cultural center and they were like they're ready to sell it to me Oh, and then Corngate happened, and they're like, "Nothing's leaving this building." Oh no, nothing is leaving. Everything's on like total lockdown right now because of Corngate. Like ah, (laughs) Corngate. All because of the international plowing match in 1978. Did you guys make any fancy corn murals for the IPM? We did not. We didn't have as much time. Like some of these IPMs get planned for five years we had basically five months by the time we knew like we knew what we were doing and what was happening yeah so many of that like so many other events just kind of like i was saying earlier like normally it takes a year or or five years or like this long lead-up time everybody's just like can we do it we can actually do it can hold on Let's wait a bit yeah. to see if we can actually do it. Yeah. Oh, we a- we actually can do exactly it now. There's that. not going to be another lockdown. Yes. Okay, we better f- hurry. Yeah, and where's all of our stuff? It's been three or four years. Mm. We've lost all the people that, like, the International Planet had lost a lot of people who had um, all the knowledge, and mm. you know, so mm. so they were just kind of getting their act together, yeah, and which start. they did in the end, and they all and they kept saying. It always comes together in the end. It always comes together. And it did, for goodness sakes, it did. But I didn't sleep for probably three months, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was was a lot. Yeah. And I'm an old bird, so took a lot out of me. But it was fun. It was fun in the end. Well, I'm glad it went well. I missed it. I should have hit it. Yeah, yeah. My son went. The rodeo was great. My son went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he liked it. Oh, with the school. Yeah, he went for his field trip. And he's like, he didn't want, he was like, he came home and he was like, I'm going to go to this international plowing match i don't even know what that is can i just stay home yeah i was like no you can't stay home you're gonna go have an experience i think they need a rebrand i don't even even care if you do hate it like go have a life experience don't stay home and play minecraft you play enough minecraft right yeah and then he loved it yeah he was he was quite happy i bet you he played our uh, we had a giant uh curling rink outside of our tent we had a big hundred by 150 foot space it was huge and we had these giant adirondack chairs and disc golf just to show off what Mm -hmm. we have you know yeah it's fun but that won't be returning right because that always no it moves moves all around yeah yeah i don't think i'm not doing it nomadic yeah i think it'll be in northern ontario or Mm -hmm. the other side of ontario like this was eastern maybe in western ontario next and then back again i think they kind of do it that way yeah, but it's international, so does it actually ch- is it I actually think, go from country to country? No, but I think it brings in Americans, or at least right. it used to, and yeah. you know, yeah. But the entire like um, provincial government showed up one day, and we had a big VIP lunch with them and everything, big right. tent sea of blue. 
Yeah. Couple reds, mm-hmm. couple orange. Yeah. Yeah. I took some pictures of the orange people. They were so happy to be acknowledged. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just to say hi. Yeah. Thanks for coming out to Gempville. I voted for one of those orange guys once. Did you? Yeah. Ed Broadbent. He's a nice man. I yeah. had dinner with him once. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. I felt like he deserved my vote. Really smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, when I was growing up, her dad was a farmer from Saskatchewan and I lived in Ottawa and he just, they just vote in the same guy over and over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. So we grew up together and then he would bring us to the parliament, parliament buildings and we'd race, you know, the, the hallways between the blocks, um, with the red carpet, we'd be running through there and people would be yelling at us and mm-hmm. we'd go to the MP dining room. And that was the first time I ever had lobster and it probably cost him a buck 50, you know, yeah. the MP dining room. Yeah. yeah. We had dinner with him broadbent once cause he was NDP yeah. cause you know, cause Saskatchewan likes the NDP yeah. or at least did through that. Yeah. I remember voting for him and I told, I told my girlfriend's dad at the time that I was, I was voting NDP. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, what the hell would you do that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Cause Ed Broadbent seems like a pretty decent candidate. And he was yeah. like, oh, Ed Broadbent. Oh yeah. You can vote for him. Right. That's, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. He's, he's not your normal NDP. He's, he's good. <laughs> like, All right. Guy must be doing something right. So I must be doing something right by voting for him. Yeah. I believe in uh, taking care of people, and so does Ed. Yeah. Is he still around? I think he's alive. I'm not sure. Must be getting old. Pretty old, I'd yeah. say now. But I'm yeah. look him up right yeah. after this show. Good. Thanks, Heather. Thanks. It's been a blast. Thanks, Matt. It's been great get to know you better. Are we going to stop this time? Yeah, we're going to stop this time. Okay. Unless you have something like something for me. No more pickle fest, I yeah. don't think. I think we've done well. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. What a great talk I had with Heather. And thanks again to our three sponsors, Andrus Independent Grocer, Howard Kelford and Dubois, and Say2 Bakery. Don't forget, head over to Eventbrite and search up our Christmas show featuring Amber McLean at the Station Theater. Tickets are on sale now, folks. They are expected to sell out. Grab them while they're hot. See you next time, Smith Falls. Running round our bungalow, you bet. We'll first commence with a picket fence, but you ain't heard nothing yet.